Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Hi there. I never say hello. Hi there and welcome to episode hello. 99 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown. I still have a migraine. That gives you an idea of when this is recorded. And as usual, I'm joined by the fun catastrophe that is Dr. Alex Connor and the woman who thought catastrophe was a higher up comma, Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. Fun catastrophe. That's what you've yes. chosen. Yes, that's what I've chosen because you are a I fun love a 99. Phew. Best ice cream. It's a two ball screwball, mate. Um, I'm very tired. I'm very tired. Uh, but yeah, thanks for that, Ed. Um, Alex. Uh, and Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. ADHD. Hi. Hi, yeah. Good. Alex. I like Sam. <laughs> Sam, favourite ice cream? Is it 99? Is that what we're doing? Are we doing? Well, podcast? I'm not a big ice cream person. Mm. And now I'm vegan. I don't really have ice cream. But back in the day, it was a mint feast. You oh, love yeah. mo- those one. mocky things, those little moons. Well, I fucking love mockies. Um, <gasps> my my role for this podcast is because we have limited time to record it to try and keep things moving, which is difficult. Okay. So, Alex, do your bit. <laughs> A reminder that we started the podcast because James found a microphone in his garage, and then there was an overwhelming clamour <laughs> that we imagined for more personal reflections. Uh, particularly from Sam, so the rest of us could feel better about ourselves. And we've got time to do it now because running a charity is embarrassingly easy and we're not all exhausted and snappy with each other about it. That's all I've got. It's easy for some. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, Moving on, this 47-year-old man who went punched in the stomach shits himself and doesn't notice for two hours of a podcast is also a tragedy in three parts. We'll discuss how the week between podcasts has been from our perspective as people with ADHD and people involved in the community. We'll answer your questions in part two, and then we'll talk a little bit more about this week's theme of catastrophizing, why we chose it and how we feel about it. So as always, I'll ask you to, how was your week? No one's going to ask me. Sam, how's your week been? Um. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember. Oh, I yeah, I did. So, I talked last time, last podcast, about how I was suicidal. <laughs> I've realised why. Um. So, over the Easter holiday, I decided. You know, at Christmas, I took a break from my meds and said, "I'm never going to do that again." That was awful. I did it again over over Easter, right, so I didn't right. take the meds on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, and I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten that actually I've been able to come off my 
um, fluoxetine, which I took for anxiety and depression since I've been on medication because it improved my mood and anxiety. So I'd forgotten that. I just thought, oh, it's all I had a holiday. I don't need to focus. I don't need to take them. I'd forgotten that they also help with my mood and anxiety. So um, that, yeah, so it's been pretty rough because I should have carried on taking them, but I didn't. And then what I did was yesterday, just thought, oh, well, I'll start taking them again now. So just went back in at the straight at the same dose and was ticking like a motherfucker all day long. I'm really distressed. And James is like, if you've not been taking your meds, which by the way, why haven't you? Maybe just bump, don't just go straight in at that dose because you know that with every dose increase, you've ticked more. So you need to start off slow. I was like, oh yeah, but it was too late by then. And I was just ticking away. Um, how was your week, James? No. What? No, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's routine now. It, no, it's routine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's routine. No one, it can't it's say routine. no one ever asks you. Yeah. They uh, ask you every exactly. time. Oh, it's... shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was my week? Um, not having a Twitter account drags on, but I think I've made progress. I think I've worked out the email address the account is associated with and emailed Twitter from it, and they haven't replied yet. And normally they reply saying, you have to email us from the email account this account is associated with. So um, that's a bit of progress. I'm struggling with messages. When you look at the fact that I get WhatsApp messages, text messages, personal Instagram direct messages, used to get personal Twitter messages, but not at the minute, emails for, for, the, for my charity account, my work account, the six personal accounts I've got, LinkedIn messages, I, just, I can't keep up with them. And the problem is, we've said this before, if, if on WhatsApp, which is one where most people that I know and like message me, if a message falls off the front page, it's fucking dead to me. It's gone. I'm not going to scroll down and look for it because I'm I'm busy and obviously it's unrewarding. Um, and my sleep's been all over the place. So we slept for, I think we talked in the last podcast, a couple of days, but now I'm not sleeping. Got up at 2.45 yesterday, didn't sleep last night. All over the place. What about you, Ed? Alex? Why, why are you calling, calling me Ed? Ed? Like I don't know. I've, I've got I've got a migraine and I'm not thinking properly and I keep thinking he's Ed because of his I head. Don't I don't know. Oh, yeah. Round Ed. Old round Ed. I forgot that you shit yourself and that man punched you going back to yes. the introduction. I can't believe I forgot to bring it up. What a brilliant and favourite story. I don't know why I haven't brought it up. I'm, I'm having a, I'm, a, I'm on holiday um, for three days, so I get the whole week off, and because it's Easter, bank holidays and so on. And without drinking, it's it's a different ball game. You really have to plan because there's a lot more hours in the day, and I really I really like it because uh, self coaching, counselling, counselling is great. It really helps, but it. It's a very, very different thing having to plan your days around around no oblivion. <laughs> so that's amazing, really. It's an amazing thing. I, I can't stress enough. If you, When I used to see people who said, oh, I haven't drunk for 100 days, or more than that now for me, I used to think, hey, you fucking bastard. You know, it's so easy for you. You never had a problem in the first place because they didn't sort of point out that it's killing them. And the other thing was, how? What advice would you give me? What would you do? So the first thing I would say is, it, it is it's always hard to do that. Yeah. And secondly, I wouldn't give advice on how to do it. It's just really difficult. Um, it used to annoy me when people said it, so I'm going to have to try and stop saying it. So yeah, how are was... you coping? Are you just filling your time? Um, I 
there's a lot of self-coaching going on. Um, and I, again, funnily enough, actually, this isn't corporate, but not catastrophizing. Alcohol persuades you that it was better than it was when you're doing it with hindsight. Ding. Actually, <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't, it isn't fun. It just persuades you it was, and you start to reinvent. And I realize when I go out with people, I'm not drinking and they are. I'm not much different. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I like making jokes always anyway. And it's like normal. It's fine. I don't go to pubs. I will. I never go to places where it's about the drinking, but I don't mind restaurants and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not easy and it never will be. And I think I wish people had said that to me when they were going, oh, I haven't drank for two years. I just got upset. And I thought, well, well then I'm just a worse person. So if, if, so it is, it is, don't worry, it's still really hard. It gets easier. It gets less hard, ding. Don't know. Yeah, but good, really good. I'm enjoying it. More, yeah, indeed. More relaxed, though. It's nicer. And I have much more peaceful wildness, James. Oh, what stupid thing have you been doing instead of what you were supposed to be doing? I'll come to you, Sam, because why not? Uh, what have I been doing? Um, apart from stopping my meds over Easter and then just lying playing stupid phones on my games all day and being depressed. Um, I um, uh, I, on, I tidied on, up. Hang on, hang on. Every mistake I make gets pointed out, and you just said playing phones on your games. Every time <laughs> I slip up, it becomes a fucking <laughs> meme no or a thing. <laughs> Sam, do you remember when James said discard at the end of the last one? <laughs> <laughs> that was ace, Al. Do you remember when he called you Ed? <laughs> um oh uh, oh yes something i did do was had a little tidy up i'm trying to get the house tidy because we've got this oh, yeah. documentary crew coming on sunday and the house is like a anyway um i threw james had a something he needed to return to assos and i've managed to throw that away i don't mm -hmm, even know mm -hmm, how mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that was a I mistake don't know what that is um, it's where it's, you can buy clothes from there. Oh. We've had this discussion before. Also, Remember yesterday it. I called the Royal Orthopaedic Hospital to try and get James into the back surgeon. This ongoing thing, blah, blah, blah. and I left a message, and then they called me back, and they're going, "We can't find him on the system." And I gave him the date of birth, nothing, NHS number, nothing. And then she was like, "You have got the right hospital, haven't you?" No, Ooh. I'd called just. A an orthopedic hospital. hospital in London. I hadn't even noticed that the number I was dialing was a London number, and it was a London number that rang me back. And yeah, got completely, completely the wrong thing. I can't oh, think of anything a, else that happened. We had an ADHD member of the community who turned up at university and they'd, they'd enrolled in the wrong university, like for a three year course. Uh, amazing. Yeah, that is incredible. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Uh, well, relatable as always. I painted my cinema room blue. I've been I've been watching a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to a point where I've now lost sight of whether I'm one of their the, their list of characters of or yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> Flashed right and yeah and and but there's a lot, there was a lot of glare on the wall, so it's now a really like light something. But I didn't need to do that. I spent three days painting a whole room and I just I really should have been working I've got to write a book treatment with you James and I haven't done a fucking word so that's a bit embarrassing got to 
get on that. James, what have you not been doing or the stupid thing that thing? Um, oh God, I'll keep it short and sweet because you two took ages. Hyper focus for 15 hours on writing policies, which just teaches you you can't pick and choose what you hyper focus on because writing policies is shit. Um, Boring. Yeah, I'll do Sam's bit just in case of uh, taking ages. Thanks for that both. We'll take a break and in part two, we'll answer your questions um, about ADHD or whatever. See you in a bit. <laughs> Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Welcome back to episode 99 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. This is Extra Special Thursday, one 23rd, something like that. I don't know. Where, as always, we're taking questions from the community, whether you get in contact with at the ADHD Adults on Twitter, Instagram, or from the Discord community, James. Big up to them. <sighs> first question for you uh, is, um, it doesn't say where it's from, sorry about that. It says MRI this Monday at 12 noon, not midnight. Flat is now once again a shit tip and I'm stuck in between mo uh, waiting mode and paralysis mode. Do you guys know what causes this and why it happens? Um, I've got some ideas. James, what about, do you want to start with that? Uh, it's a good question. I think because, again, it's related to delayed discounting. If you know that there is a future event, and particularly if that event isn't something that you're particularly emotionally connected with or isn't particularly rewarding, lots of people report, and I'm not sure there's much science on it, but lots of people report just really struggling with engaging with stuff because they know this thing's happening a few days in the future or a week in the future. It's almost like not having the cognitive bandwidth to deal with doing your normal daily stuff and thinking about this thing you've got to do. So I'm not sure about the science behind it, but it is something people have reported to me, Alex. Yeah. And there, there is science behind that, and it's combined. That's the problem. It seems to be combined with not just delay discounting, as in if it's in the future, I'm not gonna, my brain won't care enough, but it also includes time blindness. So if you do have an event four hours in the future, but four hours isn't a very cemented construct for you you don't really understand what that means emotionally you're going to feel a little bit like if i start something is four hours just going to go and then i'll have missed it and there'll be a little bit of your cognitive process going go and do the thing go and do the thing go and do the thing in four hours go and do the thing it's right now it might be now i don't understand time all the time so if you just want to know what i do for that i always set myself exit timers and don't do them five minutes before half an hour before you've got to um, leave the house, have a timer, and, and I use Google Home so I can say, tell me to get ready to leave the house half an hour before, and then I, I can let that go from my stresses and then focus on this thing because my brain then doesn't have to go, oh, don't, keep checking your phone every three seconds to make sure you know, still know what time it is. So a, a combination of time blindness. Sam, anything to add? Yeah, I think I, the time thing, I think, is definitely what with the waiting mode is what because I just think I I need to yeah. make sure that. And also my brain, particularly because this was for a very important thing, which is why I didn't include her, their name in this. Um, but particularly if it's something really important that you, your brain just can't focus on anything else because you try and focus on something else. And it's going, no, 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 we need to think about this. But the paralysis mode I normally get if I can't make a decision and that decision for me could be 
shall I brush my teeth first or have a shower first? And I can literally then not move. And in the past, I've had to get James to come upstairs to physically lift me off the bed because I just think if I could just stand up, I could do one of those things, but I just couldn't move. I was just lay there on the bed. So paralysis mode, I normally get when I've got to make a choice. It's so important to point out, Sam, as well, that that is there are feelings of shame and guilt, like we're lazy or something. I've heard it brilliantly described recently as erectile dysfunction of the mind. You don't say to someone with erectile dysfunction, well, you fancy that person, so get an erection, do it. It's not that they don't want to, it's not a lack of will, it just won't. And that's, yeah. and I, th- I thought that was a brilliant way of explaining that, why sometimes yeah, I get brilliant, that because I'm literally lying there thinking, just get up and do the thing, but you just can't. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, exactly, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably a good idea because I've got to be somewhere in 12 minutes. I know, I know. Um, sorry. More exciting. But yeah, just keep on talking, guys. Question two. I'm obviously not sure about the grammar in this because I don't know grammar, but question two from Hepper says, does anyone else talk about their brain in the third person? As in, my brain said this, or my brain made me do X, Y, Z. There's that meme that basically says we are our brains and we are piloting skeleton um mechs with meat armor deep down i know my brain is me so why do i disassociate with it al um this is a really complex question around what they call theory of mind and there there simply isn't an answer for humans or for adhd into whether we are a single conscious or a series of sort of temporal consciousness and so you can't really answer that question except say yes i do it and i've noticed that people like me who say they have adhd tend to do it more than people who say they are adhd which is about two-thirds of people because i think i have adhd i often refer to my adhd brain being an absolute twatter and doing things to me as opposed to i I think other people who identify as adhd they they seem to do it slightly less although that's anecdotal what about you you two use twos to know <laughs> yeah i think of myself as separate to my brain all the time mm. i'm like a separate entity and i'm like i really want to do this but my brain wants to do this boring thing that i don't want to do and my brain yeah. will hyper focus on that thing that i'm not even enjoying but my brain loves it so much it won't let me eat or sleep or drink or do any of the things whereas i want to be off doing something else so yeah i really think of myself as being separate to my brain and my brain just kind of wanting to do its own thing and not let me do the things that I want to do. Definitely. Nothing to add, James? Okay. I, my question, not mine, somebody else's. I was wondering if I could ask a question. I'm waiting a diagnosis and I've been trying to come to terms with understanding more about myself and my ADHD symptoms. Trigger warning, it's been really difficult to deal with the emotional impacts of all this and I've started self-harming. I've tried so many times to look up information, but it seems impossible to do. Anything I search is just prefaced with talk to someone, but I don't know how to talk about it. It doesn't make sense to me yet. I was wondering if there were links between ADHD and self-harming and if there is information anywhere to help outside of the basics. Sorry if this isn't the right forum to ask. I've been listening to the podcast and I felt that maybe it would be okay to reach out here. Thoughts? Uh, any one of us, you think? Or... I'll, 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 what I will say is it is the right forum to ask this. It's the right forum to ask anything, I think. Um, I will also say that self-harming is linked to a lot of the psychiatric comorbidities that are more common in people with ADHD, such as depression, anxiety, OCD, and so on. So it, whether it's because of the ADHD or because we often have other things, it's, it, it isn't that clear. 
Um, um, I think it's such a massive question. What I'm going to do is I'm going to write it down and, and we're going to do an episode on it because it's, it's huge and and be because it's too big a conversation to glibly give advice on what to do on this. Um, yeah, talking to someone is really difficult, but as with anything, if there's any way you can bring it up with a medical health professional, preferably a GP, and and you can start with, I'm not ready to talk about it, which is ironic, but I, I really, in this case, really, really would advise it. It's, that's, that's not shit advice, I apologise. This is something I've struggled with in the past. Um, and the reason for me to self-harm was because it was the only time my brain was quiet. Um, when I was in pain, my brain was quiet. And I've spoken to this person um, and, and said that for me, um, pole helps me with this because it's my brain is quiet when I'm doing pole and also it fucking hurts. And sometimes when you self-harm, having, having a wound that you can press on to you know make itself sore helps helps clear your mind a bit as well so i don't want to dwell on this too much if you're going to do a whole different topic on it have you got anything to add james did i i can't, I can't remember if i already had no, no you i haven't, haven't. No, yeah. i've got you have i managed to avoid doing i managed to avoid doing two dings yeah, then some when too. you were saying that because it would have been wildly inappropriate <laughs> It's all fine. It's all fine. Right. We are going to take a quick break in part three. We're going to give you our very brief thoughts on this week's theme of catastrophizing. See you shortly. Welcome back to part three of episode 99 of the ADHC Adults podcast, where we talk a little bit more about the theme of catastrophizing. So I'll ask myself... James, what made you choose the last theme um, for the podcast? It's a good question, James. Actually, Alex shows it because I'm giving him free reign to crash the podcast. Alex? That's mean. Do you know why I, cho I chose it? Because I noticed the three of us do it sometimes in conversation. Oh. And I, 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 I find I get like into this spiral and needed to try not to. So that's why I, I wrote the, the first bit of the, the script. Slap. <sighs> I have no editorial rights on this podcast. I did not choose the theme, and that's it, James. Well, were there any thoughts or tips from the theme of catastrophizing, though, that you forgot to say, Sam? Anything you would like to add? I can't actually think of anything else, which is bad. What about you, James? Um, James, no one asks you. I mean, I mean, obviously, it usually isn't a catastrophe, and that's the thing is to try and accept, even if you have to say it on, as part of a daily mantra or affirmation that these things often aren't catastrophes and, and hindsight is twenty twenty. but if you look if you look back at things in the past that you catastrophized about you'll probably admit that they weren't catastrophes and it was just the way in which you approached it or dealt with it emotionally that made it feel like the, you know, the world was ending you know were, it, were these things really that bad you know in alex's case most of the bodies are safely tucked away they won't find them out <laughs> With that amount of lime, quick lime on them. I just thought right. of something I do do actually. I try to forget about the thing until I need to do it. And uh, then I'm, that I'm stops by, me dwelling on it. I'm off by the way. Good. See you later. Okay, bye. What about you, Al? Amazing. Yeah, that's what um, I do. I try and put it out of my head and not yeah. think about it until the time comes because otherwise I just dwell on it too much. So, okay. yeah, like when we were doing the live podcast, I tried not to think about it until 
we were there and then it just fell no, that, to pieces. It didn't work well. Yeah, that seemed to work. No, it does not. That is not. <laughs> it does work not. sometimes, though. Just to get me out the door, sometimes it works because otherwise I don't want to go and do the thing. So if I think that I'm going and doing something else and not thinking about it, then sometimes I can at least get out the door. What about the third option of trying to shift instead of dwelling choosing a positive light and the, taking a risk on that maybe don't start with something big but something small i dare Looking... do that yeah well that that is a personality thing i think it's it's a case of uh, can i can i can i try it with something meaningless what i would what i would add though is one thing i i forgot to say is i'd like to take things to a ludicrous extreme like really make it so stupid and laughable that i've made a fool of myself so I'll say, oh, yeah, you're right, Alex. The police are going to come if you know you don't, if you don't sand that door down or something, and it's really make it because it's it's stupid, and that can I try and vocalise as well, so it really becomes real. And the other thing, this is going to annoy me because you'll point it out is, I think like a psychopath a, a bit. So ask okay. yourself, ask yourself this question: Yes, but what is happening right now? This is that thing of like, if you're on a plane and you think, oh God, it's going to crash. I can hear the noise. Am I crashing right at this millisecond? No. And then your brain will go, oh yeah, but what if, what if this, when, ah, what, what is happening right now? What is the the real situation now? And it, if it isn't a catastrophe, then it can slowly, if you go back to it and repeat it, it takes a bit of effort, That's but it CBT. can be a really, it is, it is essentially, mm -hmm. or I call it think like a psychopath to be honest. <laughs> and that was episode 99, the last double figures of the ADHD adults on a Thursday after Monday's episode on catastrophizing. If you like this utter nonsense and want to get involved, please contact us up at the ADHD adults on the socials and MySpace and via Carrier Pigeon, but mainly via our Discord channel, the ADHD adults. Have a lovely rest of your day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye from James. <laughs> right. Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, 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 Big Claxon.